Hello, this is Brad Warren, and you're listening to Beyond the Event, a youth ministry podcast presented by Christ and Youth, where we help you maintain momentum between the mountaintops. Hey, happy 2024, everybody. This is crazy. I can't believe that we're already here. Uh, I really can't believe that CIY is already like rocking and rolling. We actually have an engaged team that is in Northern Ireland right now. Uh, as of the day that this episode is releasing. So uh, 2024, we we are ready. Uh, we're ready to see you on engaged trips like the one that's happening now. We're ready to see it move. We're ready to see it mix. We are ready to see you at Superstart here starting in just a few weeks. And, uh, you know, it's just the, the biggest honor of our lives to serve you. Uh, so wherever that gets to happen, we're excited for it to happen. And, uh, you know, if you want to go on an engaged trip even this year maybe in 2024 you might be thinking uh it's too late that could never happen and respectfully you're wrong about that if you want to make it happen we can make it happen uh so really let's get that 2024 calendar full of ciy trips and events and um we will look forward to having as many opportunities as we possibly can to hang out with you and try to make your life as easy as possible in your ministry, as fruitful as possible. All right. Speaking of Engage, talking to a guy today who uh, I met on an Engage trip. Uh, his name is Tyler Hensley. He's the high school minister at Forum Christian Church in Columbia, Missouri. He's a great guy, an insightful guy, uh, a, a long hauler in the youth ministry world. He's been at it at the same church uh, for for about a decade now, I think. So I'm sure we'll get into all of that if I'm wrong. I'm sorry, Tyler, but um, it's going to be a really great conversation. So I hope you enjoy. Let's head over now to my chat with Tyler. Tyler Hensley, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. Yeah, Brad. Thanks for having me on, man. It's good to see you. Here's the deal. This is the first time that we have gotten to hang out. Uh, I Full disclosure, you are obviously on Zoom. You're not here. But hang out, you know. Right. Uh, since, since, uh, since Northern Ireland, which feels like a lifetime ago in some ways. But uh, you've gotten to see uh, a version of Brad that not that many people have gotten to see, which is international travel, Brad. Um, <laughs> yeah. Man, that trip was so fun, man. That was a good trip. Yeah. it. When I think back on that trip, um, did I just smile? Like, I just feel super blessed to have been a part of it with our students and to know Richie and his family and the kids and the ministry and get to hang with you a ton. Like, that was a really special, really special trip uh, for us. And so, yeah, that's what I was thinking too, was like last time we got to hang out was in Northern Ireland, eating fish and chips and playing football. <laughs> your, your students, like the group of students that you brought, how many did you bring? I forget, 10 or something. There, uh, there were 12. 12, 12 students. 12 students. I probably counted them a hundred times, but here we are. I don't remember. I know, right? Um, yeah, it's just a really solid group. That's kind of what I remember. Just a really mature group and um, like willing to engage in difficult conversations. And even Richie said, 
you know, there's there's a time on the on this trip where we challenged students to kind of share their testimonies. And Richie said when we were kind of walking through those a little bit that your group was the most ready for that moment of any group that he had really worked with um, in his recent memory. So I just really loved wow. the team and uh, loved loved engaging in that experience with them. Uh, Maddie wrote me a thank you note. It was very sweet. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. It was very sweet, and she mailed it to me. So that's so <clears throat> cool. Yeah, they that I didn't know that Richie had said that. So thanks for sharing that. It yeah. was like a huge part of that. I think was just the training that you all put together for us, and uh, it's just a really strong core group of students that we got to take. Uh, I had originally thought like we were going to take way more, but God knew. And that was, that was exactly who needed to be on the trip and yeah, who he wanted to yeah. use. So I'm, I'm really thankful. What's uh, I haven't really been in touch with anybody <laughs> since, yeah. since then, uh, student wise, which is just kind of the nature of the beast, um, for me, but what has it been like? I mean, you've got a semester now under your belt since that trip. What has it been like for them coming home, getting plugged back in? Have you seen anything, any, any lasting impact in any of those students that is worth talking about? Yeah, I, I think so. Like most of them were already serving before mm -hmm. the trip. Uh, but I would say their heart for serving has grown even more. So they, most of them serve on Sunday mornings in our ministry at Forum. Um, but now, like I say, there's just uh, this even bigger heart to be open and to lead out, not just at uh, the church, but in our community, in their schools. Um, so a, a bunch of them have graduated and some of them are at Ozark. Some of them have gone to the different schools that they're at, but uh, a group of them are still in the high school ministry, which is great. And so we've gotten to uh, continue to grow with them in that, which has been really good. And they're uh, eager to hear what's next. So yeah, that's really cool. exciting. Super cool. Yeah. Well, uh, I, I definitely didn't intend for this to just be a giant engage infomercial, but I did want to, <laughs> I wanted to catch up with <laughs> yeah. you and hear how it's, how it's been going since then. But, uh, Hey, how long have you been at forum? Uh, I've been at forum for nine and a half years. Now I knew it was a long time. So when do you hit the decade yeah. mark? In June. In June. Yeah. That's amazing. Yep. Well, yeah. Happy anniversary. If you make it the next six months. Um, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the goal. That's here's, the goal. You know, here's hoping. Um, yeah. So when I look back on that 10 years, so did, did you start, you started there in 2014. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Crazy. Lots happened since then. Uh, we've, yeah. we've been through a global pandemic since then. We've done all kinds of crazy things. It's a lot of move conferences, a lot of sports games, a lot of this, a lot of that, a lot of change in the life of the church. Um, from your seat as someone who has, which by the way, Truly, I don't want to just breeze by that. Congratulations. Not a lot of people, A, are at the same church for 10 years. B, are in youth ministry for 10 years. So you're kind of in a unique position, actually, for me to, to ask you about this. What is changing in youth ministry right now? Like, what, what are you noticing? Mm -hmm. Where are the tides kind of shifting? 
Let's just talk about not necessarily what the last nine and a half years have looked like and and what you've learned from that, but try to predict the future for me. Like, where do you see things kind of moving around a little bit? Mm, That's a good question. Uh, Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I love Forum and uh, the staff and the people there. It's a good church. Yeah. And I would say a huge part of me being able to be there for as long as I have is the uh, really the longevity of the people before me. It's pretty wild that in the last, I did the math, in the last 30 years, there have only been three high school pastors at Forum. That's amazing. Which is wild. Unbelievable, um, yeah. And then in the last 20, there's only been three middle school pastors. And so there's just been this, like since really 2004, this heart of, being rooted in the ministry and knowing the people and uh, walking with them through seasons. And so I just kind of got set up in that. That's very and cool. Very cool. Then just got to like follow in their footsteps. But yeah, like it, student ministry looks way different <laughs> than it did uh, 10 years ago uh, for good things. And there's been hard things we've gone through. Uh, but like one of the things that I love with our students that we've seen is just a a desire uh, to really be like a disciple and genuine uh, in their faith. It's not this, uh, I want to come to church and uh, just be a good person. It's, I want to know what it means to follow Jesus. And so they ask hard questions and uh, if we don't know them, we tell them we're going to walk with them and help them find it. Um, and so it's just been really cool to see that like hunger and desire. Uh, and like our worship has grown uh, a lot just in the ways that we do that. We've started doing just worship nights only at youth group sometimes. And so uh, doing like seven to eight songs with students that three, four, five years ago, probably would not have gone over great just with the maturity level of where we were as a whole group. Uh, and so that's really exciting uh, to see that and just to see them, all the ways they're leading out outside of the the ministry has been really awesome. Like, I feel like my role is to empower our leaders to walk with our students and help them see Jesus, but also to provide them opportunities in our church, but outside of our church and empower them in those places. So whether it's FCA or leading out in events, like just equipping them, helping them see like they are the church and they are making a huge impact uh, for Jesus. And so that, like, I think it's, it's going beyond the walls of the church and just looking for ways to do that, I would say is where we're, we're going like to move away from events that are like, come here, come here, come here, come here. We do that, but move toward, uh, how do we get out? Yeah. As you're saying that, I mean, as you know, CIY has done a lot over the past, um, several years with Barna and doing research into the next generation and that kind of thing. And a lot of what you're saying is keying in on some of the themes that have risen out of that research, but a word Whenever you talk to anybody who has any knowledge about working with Gen Z, a word that always bubbles to the surface is the word authenticity. And you are 
like exactly describing that in the life of your group that mm. kind of the days of being one person at school and one person at church are kind of over and the days of doing this as something that you can check off of a list are kind of over like they are being challenged in good ways and bad I think to to really figure out how they identify and be committed to to mm-hmm. that path forward which in your context you know what you're describing is a really good thing I don't think you have to do a lot of uh, mental gymnastics to see how that can also be <laughs> kind of a bad thing too. But that's really cool yeah. to hear you say that. And definitely something that I observed in the students that you brought <clears throat> over to Northern Ireland. It's very cool. Um, so you, <laughs> you mentioned two things that I think most people would say are good, are good changes that are happening. What's something that's worrying you what's something that what are you losing sleep over what uh Mm. what yeah what's just an obstacle that you feel like is coming down the road for form right now and i i trust you and i know you so i don't always feel like i can ask everybody that question but um you're definitely someone who i'm like yeah let's talk let's let's get into some of the harder stuff let's talk about something Mm. that's just not exactly the way that maybe we would have it be if we could draw it up ourselves yeah, yeah. Man, what am I what am I losing sleep over? I would say uh it's always hard. Everyone knows this. It's always hard when you see um a student that graduates out of the ministry and you see what they're projecting to the world afterwards. And it, it's not a reflection of Jesus and they're kind of walking a different path. And so that's always really hard. Um, and so those things keep me awake at night, like feeling like I failed them or could have done better. And I think that um, is really the, the enemy trying yeah. to use that mm-hmm. uh, against what we're, what we're trying to do for the church at Forum and serve his kingdom. But uh, we have some amazing leaders and... Uh, we've added a lot of new leaders, which is great. And some of our leaders that um, have been with us for a while are just stepping into new seasons, and uh, which is exciting. And they know like we will always take them back, but it is always a little bittersweet when uh, a leader that you've had for four, five, or six, even longer, uh, is in a season of stepping away and going in a different serving area, different place of life uh, in the church. And so those are, those are hard, but it's also been really great to see our new leaders come in and bring uh, life to groups and excitement. And uh, so, yeah, we're just in like a, a season of growing, I would say right now with students coming and with, with our leaders. Uh, and some of the hard parts of growth are just like, when grades graduate, that's brutal. Yeah. Um, and then like when a leader has to move on for uh, a new ministry area, that's, that's always really hard too. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I want to jump back to what you said about students graduating and kind of going down a different path. Um, I, I mean, obviously that is a huge thing that people have been talking about in youth ministry for for 
I remember when I was in high school, you know, there was always stuff out there. Why millennials are leaving the church and, you know, people try to make these big, broad, sweeping generalizations about what's going on and how we need to fix it and how we need to address it and whatever. But I don't think we spend a ton of time talking about just the personal side of that. Like you said, Mm. it's like, I spent years investing in this person and this is painful. Mm -hmm. Um, And every youth pastor kind of deals with that. But what do you think an appropriate response to that is? Like, how do you, how do you navigate the relationship with that person going forward in a way that is not, cause I'll, I'll just be fully transparent. I like a lot of people and like a lot of, I think, especially men, one of my biggest, frankly, sin tendencies is like control. You know, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to have control of all of the things that are going on around me. And so I think when I start to notice those things, it's one of my biggest uh, temptations to just jump in and try to, you know, convince them that the way that they're going is not going to be fruitful and, and to come back. And I want to kind of jump right into those conversations. And I've learned that that Mm. is not always the best way to go about that. In fact, I think it is rarely the best way to go about that. So yeah, I just want to hear what you think, like how, how, what is the, the right way, not, not big right way, but the right way in your mind to kind of navigate some of those things. Oh man. <laughs> it's a good question. My, I would say my tendency is uh, probably to um, be nervous to talk to him about it. Like, just be hesitant to, like, uh, knowing my place and where I can step into their life now that they're not in high school anymore. Yeah. Um, and uh, so. I would say a lot of it is is prayer and talking with our our leaders uh, that are close with them as well. Um, sometimes it's a I gotta try to like have a meal with them or connect with them in some way. Um, but it's just like as you know, like you hit as you probably feel with CIY, like you get in the rhythm of the next year and the next year and the next year, and then you you can totally miss some students that, that have fallen away and, um, or, uh, just like missed opportunities. And so, uh, I try to not beat myself up on those things and, uh, just try to, when I feel the spirits leading the opportunity to like step into those places and, uh, to just have conversations of like, what's going on? Like, how's life going? What are you doing? And then, walk into those doors um, when they're open. As they open, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we both, we're on opposite ends of a spectrum there, which is kind of funny. But as you were talking, I was thinking, like, okay, the thing that can breathe some peace into either of these personality types, whether it's the personality that wants to immediately pick up the phone and text them and say, Hey, what the heck? What are you doing? What's going on here? Or <laughs> yeah, the personality yeah, yeah. type that's like, do I have a place in this person's life anymore? Am I even mm. entitled to navigate this conversation? But this 
idea of, you know, one planting, one watering, one tilling, and it being God that, that brings the growth. Um, but that's hard. It's a hard thing to, yeah. to like hold on to in those moments, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Something really cool that, uh, I just got to be a part of though was, um, you know, you, you, you look back on your time in ministry and like, look at the things you did when you were 22 and 23 and you're like, wow, I don't, it was the Holy spirit. Cause I yeah. don't know what, yeah. what I was doing. Why didn't they fire um, me? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so there was a student, uh, that I remember coming to youth group involved pretty, you know, was there, but was never really sure. And felt like I didn't really get tons of opportunities to push into like tons of spiritual conversations. Um, they graduated still was around a little bit. Uh, but just like two or three weeks ago, uh, that student got baptized and yeah. And I got to be there for it, uh, with them and her husband who was in the youth group is the one that baptized her. And they're like, they had their baby there with them and like their family. And so it was just like, it was a really special moment of like, I shared this with my leaders too. Like all we can do is plant seeds. Mm -hmm. We don't get to pick when it grows. And with that student, like, or if it grows at all. Right. Right. And so I said, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be seeds that are planted that it might take 10 years and it might be never or we might find out like in eternity like yeah they're coming up like hey like this this thing made an impact on my life mm-hmm. and uh so that that was really special to get to to be there with them and and see that it was a good was one of those good reminders for me yeah so you're in columbia missouri you're right down the road from mizzou uh yep. how often is it that like what, what percentage of your students end up at Mizzou? I think is what I'm trying to ask. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, less than I would have thought. Yeah. We also have uh, Columbia College here in Columbia and we have uh, MACC, which is a community college that people can do two years and then transfer to Mizzou. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot that stay in Columbia, but also a lot that will uh, go to, like we have students at Arkansas right now. We have students in Ozark. Ohio. We've got Ozark students. Yeah. We've got students at Johnson. All over the place, yeah. So what is the, if they do stay in Columbia, what is Forum's kind of approach to that transition? You know, is, mm. do you guys have, I don't even know the answers to these questions. Do you have a college ministry? <laughs> How does, you know, or do you have a campus ministry that you partner with that you try to get them plugged into? What does that transition look like for those students who you are able to continue to like invest in the relationship once they graduate from high school? Yeah, yeah. We So we have two uh, campus ministries that we partner with. Uh, one is called the Christian Campus House, and they have multiple houses on campus. And uh, they do amazing ministry. Students live in those uh, and they partner with us. I have students that are living there at the house right now. Uh, but then we also partner with Student Mobilization. And they use one of our 
rooms at the church as their office. Oh, great. And so their team's there Tuesday through Friday, I'm pretty sure, for a couple hours. And then everything they do is in the fraternities and sororities. And so they're really like evangelizing Mizzou's campus. And so we work with both of those. And then our connections minister, uh, Ben Strode, he does uh, kind of like helping how can we connect students to those places. Uh, and then I will, uh, one of my f- favorite things about student ministry is getting to bring former students back in as mm-hmm. leaders. Yeah. And we usually, we usually wait till uh, their junior year to do that, just to give some separation. Um, but like uh, Jenna right now is considering ministry. And so she's actually still serving on Sunday morning. She's at the campus house, but she's also helping on Sunday nights, uh, uh, high school nights with us. And so just finding ways to help them stay connected at Forum and also get them connected to these ministries and ministers that can uh, walk with them in this this next season after that. And if students go somewhere else, um, like we do a graduation thing. And one of the things I tell them is like, tell us where you're going. We want to help you get connected. Yeah. Whether that's in Rolla or wherever, like we want to get you connected to a ministry and a church there um, that can walk with you. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to like oversimplify the issue by any means, but I do think that a huge piece of the puzzle is just the desire to be plugged into community. And if mm-hmm. you live in Columbia, Missouri all your life and your community is at church, that's great. And then you go to, you know, wherever, I don't know. You go to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and go to the University of Arkansas, and all of a sudden you know nobody, then yeah. the first place where you are able to find community is really going to be formative in your kind of ethos. So I love that you are saying, yeah, we're willing to make sure that that place where you find community is a good, healthy, Christ-centered um spot because there are great campus ministries like uh christian campus house uh crew whatever they may be um at every campus in the country so it's cool Mm -hmm. that you're willing to kind of walk alongside them in that yeah so um anyway that was a a little bit of a detour um so you said i no, but I, i i wanted to ask you something else because you said um, that the two kind of pain points that, that you're feeling are um, watching students walk down a path that you know is not, is not the path necessarily that Jesus has for them once they leave your ministry. And then you talked a little bit about turnover in volunteers, um, watching some people that have been around forum students for a long time kind of transition into other things, bringing in new people. And that can really, that can really change the culture of student ministry as those things kind of revolve and and turn over and those kinds of things. Um, Where are you looking for the, the people that you want to come into your ministry? Are you like, uh, cast a wide net and see who's ready to serve. Do you identify people who you're saying, okay, this person rocks. I want to go after them. I want them to be 
like headhunting people from the greeting team or whatever and uh, mm-hmm. making it making it their problem. Like what is kind of your philosophy of of recruiting new volunteers into the ministry? Mm, good question. Yeah. The I read a book called The 21st Century Volunteer. And that was really helpful for me of just understanding um, different generations and ways to recruit them in. And we've always tried to have the high school ministry be multi-generational when it comes to our leaders. And so for a long time, we had a guy that was in his uh, 70s that was in our ministry every week. Our guys loved him. And then we have college students that Mm -hmm. are serving. And so, and then we got parents, we've got grandparents, we got people with young kids, people with no kids, singled, married, like the whole gamut. Um, And so what I try to do, which I think this might come from Doug Field's book, first two years in youth ministry, but when we, yeah, right. (laughs) When, and fun fact, I've never read it. Uh, (laughs) But somebody told me that it was in there. Somebody told me it's in there. Uh, But I think he talks about when you bring on a leader, uh, asking them to be uh, looking out for another, a new potential leader. And so when our leaders come on, we have a handbook that we walk them through that we've created. Uh, and then we ask them to sign a contract, which uh, just is for whenever they come on. So it's basically a year. And one of the things that we ask them to do is to be watching for somebody else that they think uh, would be a great fit on the student team. And so we've gotten leaders that way. I'll also ask um, other staff members if they know anyone that is not serving somewhere. We really try to uh, not like have the same hundred something people serving in 700 roles. Yeah. Right. Right. Like we want to equip as many people as we can. And so uh, a lot of those conversations happen sometimes where I might have someone I'm really excited about, but I find out like, they're already in two other areas. And so I, I won't recruit them uh, just because I want to respect where they're already serving. Uh, but yeah, our college students have been great. People in different seasons. Uh, some of our parents that serve are awesome. Um, and so it just is like being, being uh, open to who God could be working in their life. I don't, I don't love the, we're looking for volunteers sign up. Right. Um, I, I know there's times that that like, you don't have a choice. Like you just have to do that. Like when I joined the staff at forum, I think I had uh, five high school leaders <laughs> and then me. Yeah. And so like I needed, I didn't know anybody. Right. And so it was like, okay, I just got to, I just like open this up. Right. But, but now um, I'm fortunate enough to where I know a lot of the people and can ask other people like, Hey, who do you think would fit great with high school? Or you see potential in them to lead or who's new that we could get plugged in and here. And so it just kind of looks like that. Yeah. When you approach people too, it definitely limits their ability to have like a misconception about what serving in the youth ministry could be. Whereas when you're senior pastor and I am speaking generally, I'm not speaking about forum senior pastor, but like when your senior pastor hops up on stage and says, hey, we're looking for volunteers to come hang out in the student ministry and whatever. And he says whatever he says. If there's a a lack of intentionality there, then you're kind of allowing people to paint 
whatever picture they want in their minds of what that's going to look like and setting them up for disappointment. Uh, Mm, So being able to approach people, being in the position that you're in and being able to approach people and say, hey, here's what I see in you that I think could benefit our ministry. Here's the vision of the ministry. Do you want to come be a part of this? I can see how that would be just a much more effective approach. But um, here's the deal. Here is the deal, Tyler. Uh, This has been a pretty dense conversation. I feel like we've (laughs) packed packed a lot into it. We jumped in. (laughs) We've been going, which makes me want to take a hard right turn, if that's okay with you. Here's something that we don't do enough on this podcast. I'm being critical of myself here. And I guess also Michael. Sorry, Michael. Um, Here's something we don't do enough on this podcast. We don't talk about the things about youth ministry that are just freaking ridiculous, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like everybody has youth ministry stories that you look back on and say, how did that happen in the reality that I live in. I cannot believe (laughs) that this is what I just experienced. So uh, we're going to start talking about some of those things and we're starting with you. And so what I want to know is I want to know a a super ridiculous, crazy, funny youth ministry story. You can pull it from the vault. It can be something recent. I I do not care. But I know you've got some because uh, we've talked about it a little bit. So yeah. Um, so let, let, let's hear the the worst that you got or the best that you got. I guess depending on how I'll you look g- at it. Okay, I'll give you uh, two. Yeah, two is, for the price yeah, of one. I love one's, it. One's one's some high schoolers, uh, and then another one is a middle schooler. Uh, so both of them were years ago. But before we partnered with Engage. We were partners with uh, Wise down in Barbados mm-hmm. with the Wordemans. Love them. And so I took some students uh, with Christian Campus House. I think that was the trip we were on, or maybe it was another one. I don't know. But basically, there's by the campus, like a mile walk, there are these cliffs uh, looking down at the ocean. And I don't want to exaggerate the drop from the cliff to the ocean, but we're talking at least 50 feet probably like 80 to 90 and it's like jagged rock ocean all this stuff it's perilous yes not good but super safe if you're smart so which high schoolers notoriously (laughs) are not correct so we are out there and i'm looking out at the ocean standing there with some students and leaders and someone goes oh my gosh there are two guys climbing that cliff over there And I look over and sure enough, there are two humans like free climbing the rock face above jagged rocks, ocean, big drop. And I look closer and it's two of my students. And I was like, don't. (laughs) Have you seen free solo? Yes. Yes. Watched it on a plane. I have the feeling in my neck and back right now that like watching that movie made me feel where it's just, I mean, I know this story doesn't end in somebody dying or you wouldn't be telling it to me right now. Right. But yeah, that makes me sick to my stomach. Okay. Yeah. So two of your students are climbing up the face of a cliff. Amazing. Free free climbing. Yeah. And so I like have this moment where I'm like, don't yell because you'll scare (laughs) them. 
it's like you don't you don't chase a dog that's gotten away from you. <laughs> it's like okay. right. And I start praying like God, please do not let them fall because I want to kill them. <laughs> and <laughs> so I just start walking because they're like I they're probably fifty yards from us. Yeah, probably thought we couldn't see them. No idea. So I'm walking over. They get up. One of them climbs up. The other one helps the other one up and they start jumping up and down, like high-fiving, hugging. This is the greatest day of their life. And our students have a joke. Uh, my So my middle name is Tyler. My first name is Randall. And they joke that um, Randall is like angry Your Tyler, alter ego. Or like yeah. my alter ego. And Randall doesn't come out very often, yeah. but he did. Yeah. He did in this moment. I don't blame and him. And I, like, I was like, look at me. I was like, if you do anything like that again or anything on this trip, I'm putting you on a plane. I don't care. I was like, I'm so, they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, stop it. You could have died. That was stupid. (laughs) And uh, so they ended up, they're fine. They're great. They're like, you know, living life now, post-college, all this stuff. So that happened. But this is the, this one's a great one. So I'm at middle school camp. And I love going to middle school camp because I just get to be like fun uncle. Don't we all? Uh, yep. <clears throat> yeah. Cause like our middle school minister leads either Justin or before that was Blake. And uh, so it's like, they get to lead. I just get to be a leader basically. Right. And uh, this week we, we just don't let students prank, but for whatever reason they were like, nah, this is a good time to do some pranks. <laughs> um, but they had a, not they're middle schoolers. So like their pranks were like, Hey, I stole 20 bucks from my friend's wallet. What a good prank. I'm like, no, that's the crime. Yeah. Like, you stole from, you stole that's from called them. misdemeanor petty theft. That's what yeah. that is called. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and so things are building, things are building, things are building. And it's mainly just, it's a couple cabins, but mine for whatever reason was one of them. And so I grabbed the guys. I'm like, everybody look at me. I was like, you cannot prank. We're not going to prank anymore. If you do a single prank, you're you're going to go see Blake and we're going to send you home. I know it's close to the end of the week, but it's just, we're going to send you home. And this one kid raises his hand and he says, can I have a grace period for a second? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? He's like, I just need to undo some things. Like I've already set a plan in motion. <laughs> and I, yeah. yeah. And I go, you have two minutes. And this kid runs around our cabin and he's like pulling stuff out from like places I didn't even know existed. Like switching people's pillows back, moving stuff around, like moving all these things, like hid everybody's things, like all this. And then he's like, I'll be right back. I'm like, where are you going? He's like, well, I have to go get the frog out of Blake's mattress. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> and so this kid like undid all his pranks in the grace period. And then he was good. But That's yeah, amazing. I was like, didn't think, didn't think that was going to happen. No, but it did. Here's the thing about pranks is like putting a frog in somebody's mattress, actually pretty funny, but then somebody retaliates by like burning your house down. You know, right. I feel like right. the the escalation is just insane. And yeah. so, you know, that's why we can't have nice things. Exactly. That's why we're just like, hey, okay. do my announcements at the beginning. I'm like, if I catch you showing 
inappropriate affection towards somebody else, you're going to call each other's parents and tell them why you're in trouble. If you prank, you're going home. Like that's like the rules we give. Like let's have fun. That's amazing. <laughs> so it reminds me of the beginning of every CIY. We're like, hey, <laughs> don't bring guns, don't bring drugs. Uh, okay, let's go have a good time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just thought of one more. Do you oh, want another one? No. I this was at CIY. All I did was say guns and drugs, and you're like, I've got you another said, story. Well, you said CIY. <laughs> this one's great. So we're at Nebraska. I'm nervous. And what we year? Are, what year was this? Oh no. Um, it wasn't twenty twenty two, maybe. Okay, great. I think that's fine. I think it was twenty two. Yeah. yeah. So we're at Nebraska, and. Uh, we're up in the, if you've been there, there's a balcony. We mm -hmm. are in the back of the back. Right. Really fine. We're up there morning session. And like, I think Michael DeFazio is preaching. And so I'm taking notes for small group time. And one of my students is yelling at me. And I'm like, dude, like we are literally in the middle of the service, like just pay attention. And he keeps like trying to get my attention. I think he's trying to tell me like somebody's asleep. I'm like, well, just wake him up. Like, I don't care. And he's like, no, look behind me. Look behind me. And so I climb up two rows. Look, there are two students from another church. There's like a small opening. They are laying on the ground behind our students, like cuddling. Gross. And I turn my flashlight on and I go, what are you doing? And they're like, what? Like, no, literally, what are you doing? And they're like, our youth pastor said we can be here. No, he didn't. Like, oh, no, he didn't. Oh, really? No, he didn't. I go, great. So I walk out, find Logan Sperry. I'm like, hey, man, what church has these shirts? Because they had their trip shirts on. Yeah. And he's like, I know what church it is. And I was like, great. You want to come with me? <laughs> and so then he goes up there and he's like, let's go. And they like, won't get up. Oh, my gosh. And He's like, come on, like, come on, let's go. And so he like took them to their youth pastor. But it was like one of those things, like, did not expect that to happen. Like wonder, that was not on the bing <laughs> not on the bingo card for CIY. I wonder if Michael DeFazio knows that his preaching has been the soundtrack of two high school students canoodling in the back of a room <laughs> in a session at move. I I don't want to be the one to tell him. I do. <laughs> so I will take care of that for you and I'll let Perfect. you know what he says. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh man, that's really good. You can tell him. Uh, that's really, really funny. Well, hey, Tyler, this has been really fun. Uh, you're a wise dude and I appreciate you being on here and sharing from, from your experience and um, glad we got to laugh a little, glad we got to talk about yeah. some serious things a little and honestly, I'm just glad we got to hang out again a little bit after... Yeah. Uh, after a great trip in Northern Ireland. So thanks for being here. Dude, thanks for having me. Appreciate uh, your friendship and just getting to, you know, do ministry alongside you all. Thankful for CIY. That was a really great and insightful conversation. One thing I appreciate about Tyler is his willingness to have some hard conversations. I know that we talked today about some things that may even bring up very specific, very painful um, relationships and memories for for you as a youth pastor. 
But I also hope that you're really encouraged and uplifted by some of the things that Tyler had to say. Um, and knowing that, you know, God's, God's got those folks. And I know that that's something that sounds like a little axiom that we say almost as a way to just uh, put a little bit of balm on a wound. But it's actually a true thing that, that God loves those people way more than you and I ever could and that we get to play a part in their story and being faithful to that part that we get to play is really the best way that we can serve Jesus and serve them. So with that in mind, I'm going to read our blessing over you today. May God show you grace and bless you. May he make his face shine on you. May you experience the love of Christ through whom God gives you fullness of life. May you be strengthened by his power. May Christ himself make his home in your heart, that you would be full of his love and grace, and that those you serve would see Jesus in you. Today's episode was produced by Michael Hester, Lauren Bryan, and me. Thanks again to Tyler for taking some time to hang out with us today. And of course, thank you for taking some time to hang out with us today. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts and uh, share this episode with somebody who you think might benefit from hearing it. We will be back in a couple of weeks. But in the meantime, feel free to reach out to us on the CIY Community Facebook group or by email at podcast at CIY.com. See you next time.